Welcome back to Keeping Tabs. I'm Tabitha Croc, and first I would like to thank our sponsor, 32 Below Froyo and More, opening in Coeur d'Alene here really soon. Uh, they have frozen yogurt, adult beverages, small bites, and much more. So make sure you follow them on all their social media to keep up to date on what's happening, what's going on, and when they officially open their doors. All right, let's jump into this episode with Shelby Cheslick. She is a basketball player, uh, used to play for Gonzaga, is a professional basketball player overseas, a model, singer, and much more. Uh, This episode is fantastic. She has a heart of gold and just uh, a down-to-earth person. So enjoy. Shelby Cheslake with me today and I am so excited to chat with her. Um, I met her, I haven't actually officially met her, but I started following her on social media. She works with one of my friends um, with his music and then started to stalk this woman on social media and she is a beautiful basketball player, singer, model, everything under the sun. So thank you so much for joining me. And tell us yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do and a little bit of your background. Yeah, so I'm Shelby Cheslick and I'm six foot five, first of all. <laughs> I should have said that in your intro because that's a big thing. <laughs> right, like that's always what everyone's like, wait, hold on, six foot five, because that's just so, it's very rare for a woman to be so tall. And then uh, on top of that, I'm a professional basketball player. I'm signed to play in Istanbul this season. I fly out September 6th, and that will be my fifth season overseas. I played at Gonzaga from 2011 to 2016 under Kelly Graves and Lisa Fortier. And I also do like a little modeling and singing and a little bit of everything. So I'm sure we'll get into all of it. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. And now that you say that with the Gonzaga, I did not even put that in there. And I was like, Wait, this makes sense. My fa- my parents are like, go to all the women's games. And oh, like, yes. Tickets. I yeah. love when there's people that go to the women's games. Like, oh, yeah. That's my it. <laughs> grandparents and my parents, they have season tickets every year. Um, and they go, we went to Vegas a couple years ago and watched the tournament. Yes. So, yeah. That's always so much fun to go to Vegas and watch the games and everything. <laughs> oh, boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, first, tell us about how did you, well, where, where are you originally from? So I was born in Colorado. I've grown up in Pullman, this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere in Washington. But what's funny is that um, everyone always asks me, they say I have an accent. And a lot of people don't believe that I'm from Washington. They always think I'm like from Europe somewhere. And I don't know, even before I was playing over there the last few years, I had this weird, I call it the Shelby accent. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but... (laughs) I know it sounds very European. I was like, all right. (laughs) I know. And all my teammates, like this year, it took them, I think three weeks. They were like, wait, you're, you're an American. I was like, yes. How did you not, (laughs) did you not get that? Like, you know, it's been like the last couple of years. They don't know. So (laughs) that's crazy. So, and you live, do you live in Pullman now when you're, before you leave? Yeah. Because usually I'm playing all year round. So I play in Europe usually September until about April or May. And then I go straight to Australia for the off season. And I'm only home maybe a week to three weeks and then COVID hit. And I came home this March and I've been here and 
in between here and my uh, sister's house in Seattle, kind of throughout the summer. Yeah, that's a that's it's been crazy. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you're going back to play basketball <laughs> because I miss sports so yes. much that I was like, there's some hope. You, I I do too. Like. <laughs> I cannot wait to be playing again. My gosh. Oh my gosh. And well, like right in March is when everything shut down and like Gonzaga was doing great. And I was like, um, wait, the tournament is playing. <laughs> so but I'm pretty sure it was the women's like, best ranked season so far in history. And like, they don't even get to go play. I mean, it's just, I feel bad for any athlete and well, everyone in general, but athletes that have worked so hard and don't get to show off their skills and be seen in front of the world so it's too bad for them and like the olympics too that was that's you know hard my gosh i can't imagine working so hard for that moment to have it pushed back yeah, that's crazy so how did you get into basketball why not volleyball why not anything else or you know so i love when you ask a tall person they're like let me guess you play sports i know, probably hear that all the time and something all else, the time i love meeting people they're like actually i don't like sports so i'm like that is awesome yeah. <laughs> I have, so my whole family is tall, and uh, one of my cousins, he is 6'7", and he plays the clarinet, and he's like um, an engineer, and he's never really played any sports, you know, a little bit in high school, and like everyone always is like, wait, so do you play? And he's like, no, like I don't play any sports. <laughs> Leave me alone, but yeah, so my mom, she actually played in college here in Pullman at Washington State University. And she was part of the big Title IX movement here, which is pretty cool. Um, so she's why I got into basketball. And she started me, I think, in kindergarten when I was like five or five or six years old. And literally when I picked up the basketball, I was like, yep, this is what I love. And I was always saying then like that I was going to play in college and play the WNBA and play overseas. And yeah, I've loved it since. But I did play volleyball and I did track in high school too. And but basketball was the one. <laughs> That's the one. That's awesome. I love, love that. Um, so what's the difference between, I guess, over here and playing over in um, overseas? Oh, gosh. So every country is different. So I've played in uh, China, Australia, Hungary, Greece, and Spain. And then this will be Turkey coming up. And every league is different. So here in America, you kind of know what to expect. You know what the refs are going to call, how physical the game is going to be. And then you go overseas and it's like some countries, the refs are bet on. So maybe they call you and you know, too. And like, they'll call fouls that aren't there. And you just kind of have to play through that game. Cause you know, it's been like paid for. Yeah. And then sometimes in others, it's like, they'll let anything go. And it's just way more physical. Like Hungary was pretty physical. They really didn't call a lot of fouls, which I prefer that over calling a lot of fouls, honestly. So it's always like an adjustment to every different league. And then my first year in Greece, our coach didn't really speak English. So you have like your teammates translating, you know, it's like a whole different thing. <laughs> I didn't even think about that language. You're like, um, what was that? Or they call a foul and you're like, ah, was it a foul? <laughs> yeah, like, what was it? Like, what did you call here? <laughs> well, that's yeah, so it's always an adjustment for sure. Yeah, so I guess then the modeling. So when I went onto your Instagram, I was like, this girl is a model. Like. Beautiful, <laughs> like I mean, just and elegant, and the way you hold yourself. How did you get into, I guess, doing that as well? That's something I always wanted to do modeling, and it's funny because actually in high school I really pursued it pretty heavily, 
And a lot of agencies told me I was too tall because they like the models to be around the same height so and not taller than the men. So most of the female models are 5'10 to 6'1 and then the male models are about 6'1 to 6'3 usually. And so uh, I never really got into a huge agency until um, I can never say her name. She's Russian and she has the longest legs in the world. And she started <laughs> like the world's tallest modeling agency. And, you know, I was like, yes, like that's for me. And she <laughs> reached out to me and wanted me to be a part of her show a couple years ago. It didn't work out then, but ever since I've been working with her and so, and then just doing local stuff when I'm home with some uh, photographers in Spokane. That's amazing. That is really yeah. cool. I think such an interesting uh, a line of like work is modeling. It's just a, I think yeah. it's a very tough industry to get into. It's really tough. And, you know, like those shoots can go on for a long time. And I don't think people realize like holding poses is very difficult. <laughs> like I'm always dying after like my body is sore in weird spots, you know, like it's so different. <laughs> yeah, to get the right shot and the right thing. And it's just, it's, it's very interesting. And then, you know, there's such a like, you know, obviously you wanted to like do modeling, but you're too tall. You know what I mean? And so isn't it so funny? Like, whoever thought that? I didn't know that until I started trying to really pursue it. And they're like, no, like, to do runway and photo shoots, you would really need to be more of a, they call it, like, say, supermodel and go to New York and have it be more about me rather than the designers, if yeah. that makes sense. So I never did that, but. Wow. So yeah. singing, how did you get in? You have a very unique voice. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but I love how unique it is. You don't hear, it's not a generic voice, which is awesome. And you and Kyle have done some great stuff together. But yeah, how did you, I guess, also pursue this? You're just like, you know, usually it's more like artsy people. There's athletic people. You're like, I do it all. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, actually, some of my basketball friends are like, you don't even look like a basketball player. I'm like, do I have to look a certain way to like do that profession? I always find that interesting because I'm like, just because I don't, look like a basketball player doesn't mean that I'm not one and I can have like you know it's just kind of funny but I I always was singing my mom always talks about my sister and I like on road trips she'd put on musicals we watched a lot of musicals and plays when we were younger and we would just sing them you know like Chicago and Moulin Rouge we'd be like belting these songs in the car and she was like I think that they can sing so <laughs> I used to do that too I love Chicago but <laughs> I shouldn't be singing. <laughs> You're almost like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> You're beautiful, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they have like such, like musicals have the best songs, you know, especially the belt and everything. And so yeah, my sister and I, we just did choir ever since. And we were in some, my sister actually had a solo in the Lionel Hampton Jazz Festival when she was in elementary school. They won the concert and they were singing up there and uh, we just kind of always did that. And I would say I always loved it and I kind of started pursuing it a little bit more because of COVID because I've always kind of put singing in the back a little bit because basketball has been such a time consuming um, activity. And then when everything kind of slowed down this year, I was like, you know what, like, why haven't I been doing something I really truly love and working on that and singing more, whether or not I'm in a studio, I need to do a little bit more. And so since I've been home, I've been working with Kyle and he's so talented. Oh my gosh, 
he like on the song that's gonna get released friday he like did all the instruments he did all of the production so we added all these sounds and just i was just shocked i mean we worked on it forever but he worked so hard to he's he's so smart musically <laughs> oh my gosh that's why i hire him i don't have to hire a band i just hire him and he's the whole band yeah. like He's the whole band. Isn't that crazy? Like, I'm like, who? I don't think people realize he is so talented. He, he's, he's got something. So I'm glad that you guys connected because it just makes sense. <laughs> and he's like from right here and we never knew each other until Spokane. It's crazy how, like, how the world works. Because he's only about 15 miles from me when we grew up, but never met him and then randomly met him in Spokane. I love that. But I love that you took this time. I think that's what a lot of people have done or I think should have done is taking this time during yeah. COVID and working on something they're passionate about or that they love um, and really taking the time and realize it's you know more than just a little like hobby you're like this is actual passion of mine that I can do something great with. Yeah and like you said I think a lot of people have taken it and kind of because they're forced to slow down and get out of their usual routine it kind of helps you to see the world a little differently and see what really matters to you. I agree completely. Um, so a fun couple of fun questions. Um, okay. What is your favorite local restaurant? Oh, favorite local restaurant. So in Spokane, my favorite is called Zona Blanca. It's a ceviche place. Oh. And oh my gosh, it's so good. It's by, oh, what's his name? He's a chef there. And now he's going to work at Arbor Crest and do their meals. But yeah, his is so good. It's like delicious. And I don't know if a lot of people know about it. It's kind of a little small restaurant yeah. off the side of downtown Spokane. I had no idea. And I love CBJ. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you I, have to go then. It's so good. That's amazing. Oh, I'm definitely it's on my list. That's why I asked that question in this podcast is because I want to know where <laughs> <Right>? to go. <laughs> You're like, so what's your favorite? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Add oh, it to the list. <laughs> exactly. So what is one piece of advice you would give a younger you? I would give the younger me the advice to just be more confident in myself because I was raised by a really strong mom and she always helped me with that. And I think that's why I'm how I am today. But when I was younger, it's still hard, you know, to always stand out and to always be so much taller than everyone around you. And I just would tell myself that to own it sooner than I did. It took me a little while to really realize, you know, how powerful it is and how I can use it for my advantage instead of being, you know, kind of shied away from being tall and having that constant attention. And so I would say to just be yeah, more confident and own it. Exactly. I was just going to ask like how that, how much like being that tall growing up, how much that affected you through your life? Yeah, it's, you know, because it's something I don't think people always think about. And it's funny when people, my friends walk with me now, they're like, everyone's always staring at you. Like, doesn't that bother you? And when I was younger, it kind of did. And then my mom was like, she was always just like, just stand tall and be proud. Like how unique to be tall as a woman. And, you know, all women are beautiful. You should always own what makes you different and make it, it's what makes you you. So own it, you know? And with that advice, I just kind of started to always wear heels. I love wearing heels. And when people tell me not to, I'm like, why not? Like, it looks good with my outfit. I love it. I feel confident. And you already and... have the long legs. So might as well make them longer. So <laughs> right? girls like, get even more jealous. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I'm already tall. Yeah, why not add a couple of inches? And so 
that's what I would say. I just think that a lot of tall women, they want to, they get really shy and or self-confident, self, what is it? Self-conscious. There, there you go. go. <laughs> they get a little self-conscious and there's nothing to be self-conscious about, you know, like people are looking at you, take that as an advantage. Yeah, every, you're always going to have the, like when you walk in somewhere, you always catch the eyes. Like, why not use that for your advantage and be proud of it and say, yeah, like I'm different, I'm unique, this is me. Yeah, and it's usually people are staring because we're, we're jealous. I've always been jealous of tall girls. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, and you know, when people approach me, I get approached a lot for photos I, and like people want to talk to me and ask how tall I am. And I'm like, yeah, like why would I be rude as long as you're nice to me? Like people are just excited to talk to you. And that's, an, that's a cool thing that people are excited to talk to me just because of how I look, you know, how tall I am. <laughs> that's a great, great point. Um, so yeah. what's a moment in your life where you have like learned the most about yourself? I would say I learned the most about myself when I was in a long-term relationship for a while, about almost four years. And after I broke up with him, I, and that was only about a year and a half ago, that's when I feel like I really became me. Because through that relationship, I was kind of, I wasn't dressing like I wanted to. I was kind of trying to not get a lot of attention. I was trying to kind of shy away from who I was and not promote who I was and dress how I wanted and everything. So I wanted him to feel more comfortable. And then I just was like, why would I ever do that? You know, why would I not let my light shine and dim my light to try to make someone else feel more comfortable? And so after I broke up with him, I just kind of exploded. I feel like I felt like I just let myself be free. And since then, I felt so much happier and I'm doing all the things I love. And I just feel like it's been, that was a huge moment for me. Oh, that's, that's, that decision. that's beautiful. And I think all the women listening today, make sure you listen and turn this spot up because that's something a lot of us, uh, I think as females, what, no, no matter mm -hmm. what kind of relationship you're in, we do that. We tend to try to make others feel comfortable and, mm -hmm. you know, we, we want to be the best person, but then I, I just really think that's amazing. So going into your next relationship, you know, I'm never going to dim my light again. Exactly. Like, it's something I learned and I would never, I won't ever do that again because it's, why would you ever want to do that? I don't want the person I'm with to feel like they need to do that. I want them to be the best they can be and let their light shine. And I want to be there and be hyping them the whole time, you know, and be confident in them as well. So yeah, it's, it was a very big lesson for me. I love that. Be there a little, we, we all want to have like be a hype man for somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So what is a, what's a life or a life lesson that you have learned the hard way? So something that's happened in your life, you're kind of like, I learned that the hard way. I, if I give anybody advice, don't do it the way I did it. Yeah, I would almost say something kind of similar to that. This has happened multiple times, just with people that maybe you want to give everything you have for them, your friends included, family and people you're dating. I'm somebody I always just like put everything into them, all my energy and everything. And you have to realize sometimes that that's not the way to do it. You can't always be putting everything you have into somebody because sometimes it just takes from you and they're, you don't always realize that they're not putting back into you. So you're putting all your energy and time and love and everything into this person. 
but it's very draining mentally and physically and emotionally. And you have to realize that sometimes you can't just give everything you've got to everybody. You have to think about yourself too and see, is it a give and take on this relationship? Oh, that's and that I've learned the hard way in a few different times. <laughs> well, and that's a great point. Like whether it's a like relationship or a work relationship or like one of your, you know, someone that you play basketball with or someone that you're, you know, yes. like I'm partnering for work stuff. It's like, I think that's with all people that, you know, mm -hmm. those energy drainers or you got those people that are sucking it out of you or you got yes. people that are like amping you up, making you feel good. So that's a great point is um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, just take a moment and see, like, is this really also benefiting me? Am I happy in this? Or is it only, like, when I give that we're having this good time together? Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so here's a fun question. If you had a billboard, what would it say or what would it be? If you had any billboard and you could put anything you wanted on it, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Anything I wanted. Yeah. I mean, that's so hard. I want to say, like, so much on it. <laughs> I, would, I would want my billboard to, first of all, just promote love for everybody so i'm really big uh, in like black lives matter i'm big with um gay rights trans rights i want everyone to i feel that everyone should have an equal opportunity there shouldn't be this you know imbalance in rights for different people just based on how they look or who they love and so that's what i would want on my billboard is just that we need to grow up and just learn to accept everybody. And maybe you don't, maybe even if you don't truly believe in it, why can't they have the same humane rights as us? You know, it, it's something that really bothers me. And that's what I would want my billboard to say. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so what is the, uh, I said one tip that you would, um, that you would give for making the world better? Ooh, I would say, enter each day with like this great positive energy if possible and even if you have to fake it at first like sometimes it can take a couple days but you'll get that energy back and when you bring that kind of positive energy into everything you do it gets just it just makes the world so much happier and I feel like you can feel when you're giving good energy it helps everyone kind of rise up and I think that that is the best thing you can do and something that you can do without actually having to pay or build anything like you can control your energy and your positivity that you bring into the world. I wish everyone would do that. I wish. <laughs> right? Can we just make the world better that way? <sighs> yes. <laughs> so who is your, um, who's your hero or biggest inspiration? Ooh, my biggest inspiration and hero would be my mama. I call her Mother Teresa. <laughs> her name's Teresa. And she, like, man, she's crazy when I think about everything that she's done for my sister and I. We, she's raised us basically since I was born as a single mother. Um, my dad, he's still in the picture, obviously, but my mom is the one who raised us and who got me everything and got me to where I am today. She took us off of, we were on food stamps and welfare when we were babies and living with like our aunts and uncles and grandma kind of going between housing and she just worked and worked and worked her way and she kept like worked so hard got a job at WSU you know we still didn't have very much money we still didn't have a lot for me to play basketball my uncle was like helping to let me go and do these AAU tournaments and everything and she just now she's you know the vice 
President and Associate, Associate Vice President and Chief Human Resource Services Officer at WSU. Like she's big time now and she, but she had to work like for almost 30 years to get to that position and to help provide for me and my sister. And I mean, she's just, she's done it all and she's amazing. She sounds amazing and that's why you're who you are. I mean, definitely you, you shine a beautiful light and you are very confident in who you are. And I mean, obviously it's a lot your mother and that's amazing. I give it all to my mama because she's the one who taught me to be confident and to how to hold myself. And so, yeah, I'm so thankful to have her as my mama. Is your sister as tall? My sister? So it's so funny because Ashley is my only full sister and she's 5'11", so I'm six inches taller than her still. <laughs> and then like my half-brother and sister, we have the same dad. So my dad's 6'5", and they're 5'8", and 5'9", so like... You know, it's just still such a drastic difference. You got it all. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how the, like, especially with Ashley, I'm like, six inches is quite significant. <laughs> like, it's, it is. And it's funny because she's always like, I, you know, people always tell her she's tall and she's like, I'm not tall. And they're like, yes, you are. She's like, wait till you meet my family. <laughs> and you're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so leave us with, um, I've got a lot of different listeners. We have men, female, people from all different backgrounds. Give some kind of advice to people. COVID has hit us all. It's been a tough time. We're all struggling in one way, whether it's financially, emotionally, physically, whatever. Give us some kind of ray of hope or some kind of positive advice <laughs> to leave on um, today. Yeah. Well, I always think of life as waves so it comes in waves right it's always has its highs and lows and maybe right now with covid a lot of people are hitting a low in it but that means like yeah okay it comes in waves though so you're down now but it's going to come back up and i know it might take a little while but you just have to kind of persevere and life has its low moments it's downtime but it always comes back up and you'll always have a happy day again or something to look forward to so just you just have to keep pushing well, that's beautiful well, is, um, let's leave on this. Is is there any way that we can support you or connect with you? Is there anything that myself and anyone listening can uh, support you in any way? Oh, man. I mean, any, any way that anyone wants to support me would be amazing. You can follow me on my Instagram. I have... Uh, a YouTube channel and that's just kind of for fun if you want to watch it has singing and cooking and basketball it's like all over the place so oh, yes I can't <laughs> wait to follow I just started it it only has a couple little little videos but I'll have two this weekend one with Kyle it's gonna be our first cover and then one with my friend I played one-on-one -on -one with her and she's five feet tall so it was kind of just to be like fun and funny fun. <laughs> so yeah so it's kind of you know it's like a if you are having a low day, you could go watch those videos and uh, they'll just be kind of random and fun and happy. So <laughs> I love that. And I love your perspective on life. So go and follow Shelby. She's doing some great things. Um, support you and your music too. If you're not following Kyle, yeah. make sure that you follow Kyle Richards. Like he is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. So, so talented. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, thank day. you for having me. You too. <laughs>
So make sure you subscribe, like, and follow along.